led off with the show on talking about marketing analytics. It's just, it's, it's really sort of the current landscape that we find ourselves in is almost in a marketing tools and data overload. We're supposed to use data when we get these marketing analytics reports in order to take a nuanced approach and take that next step when it comes to our marketing and, and, and how do we make those next steps. And just when I thought I had it all figured out, then comes Google Analytics with telling everyone about how you've got to get upgraded from Universal Analytics over to Google Analytics 4. So this is how I'm thinking about that process. Because firstly, the, the reason that this movement is taking place, because I should give... Well, let me back up a minute because I should give a little bit of backstory. Uh, for the better part of the last 10 years, Google Analytics, probably more than 10 years, Google Analytics has been a staple when it comes to monitoring your website traffic. And Universal Analytics has been a thing for a while. This is a little snippet of code that you put on your website and it tells you you know, your bounce rate, how many people come to your site, what pages that they like the most, uh, data like that. But with growing privacy concerns and privacy regulations that have been coming into the mix, it's creating a situation where Google now has to scrap the entire analytics program that they've had for years in order to rebuild essentially their entire analytics software offering. Now, keep in mind, this is free. This is not like other platforms where you, you have to... They, they do have a paid version, but the free version is more than enough of, of what you need. So Google Analytics 4 is here and designed in order to help you take advantage of marketing reports, attribution, where your visitors are coming from, making intelligent data decisions. But it's here because of all of those different privacy regulations. Over in Europe, we have GDPR that's been around for quite a while, where if you're not actively monitoring how your data collection and how visitors are arriving to your site, if they're choosing to say no on the, the cookie pop-up, how are you managing those users? Are you removing that data from your system? If you're not removing it from the system, then you could pay a, a, an enormous amount of fines. It's much more strict over in Europe, go figure, than it is in the US as far as data collection. But more US states are starting to take this more seriously. California has had their, their, their Privacy Act integrated for a while now. Colorado and a few other states are starting to draft up their own legislation. So it's becoming increasingly challenging because the last thing you want is all of these different states having their own privacy laws. And there's no streamlined approach because for a while, if you were collecting data, if you were a US-based publisher, for example, and you were collecting data and, and serving up news articles for a European audience, a lot of these sites had to just completely shut down and turn off their 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 European audience because they weren't going to be able to fall within the GDPR guidelines. So now what we have is a situation where we have GDPR over in Europe, and then we also have several different states in, in the US that are coming up with their own privacy laws. So that's why Google said, all right, we got to get rid of our entire analytics software offering, and we got to come up with something new because the, the current system is just not going to work. So Google is, is making it mandatory for you to upgrade your analytics within a year. So if you start right now by adding Google Analytics 4 to your website, then you can start the earlier, the better you can start collecting that data and start making these actionable decisions. It's very, very important. It's free. It takes 
probably five, 10 minutes to do. If you don't know how to do it, hire a developer in order to take care of it for you. Keep the old analytics code on your website so you can still collect that data and have a historical reference to look back to. But on the looking at the forward thinking side of things, you really need to get Google Analytics 4 installed on your site. But now that we've sort of covered the basics of why this big change is happening and what you need to do about it. Now let's take it to that next step further because with data privacy and and with all of the different concerns that are going on in the world, it really sort of takes us to a place where we have to sort of rethink how we approach marketing in general. The last two years, buying patterns have changed and and, and how we market to folks in a, a, I guess, a quote-unquote post-COVID world has completely changed as well. So we're now that we're getting these reports, we need to take some time to actually sort of clean the slate and figure out of what steps we need to take after we start getting these new insights in this new report. So if you're still using old analytics, if you're still using universal analytics, which I, I imagine the overwhelming majority of you are, this is that next step of what you want to take and what you want to prioritize as far as data collection in order to make it actionable. First of all, you want to make sure that if you have any kind of goals or events installed or or created on your universal analytics, you want to make sure that you move those over as conversion analytics in G4. I'm just going to refer to it as G4 because if I say analytics one more time, I feel like my brain is just going to explode. But events and goals in Google Analytics G4 is are things that you're monitoring, such as key page visits, um, uh, podcast downloads, video plays. You can attach a little bit of code around these events on your website in order to track how users are ultimately arriving and ultimately engaging with the website itself. So if you have any of those key features on your website, you can put that little snippet of code around there and track how many people are playing this video that's you know on, on the, the homepage of our website? Are people playing it all the way through to completion? Are they pausing it halfway through? Same thing with the podcast. Same thing with other key landing pages on your site. So those are all different you know events and goals. And if you don't know much about events and goals, I highly suggest that, that you look into them because it's probably the most uh, clear sense of data that you can have on what the action, the ideal action you want a user to take whenever they arrive on your website. And so make sure that you have that installed. Make sure you're collecting that data. And then also, you're going to have to go through the steps of reconnecting Google Search Console. I believe that Google Search Console gives me way better insights. If you're looking at the screen right now, you kind of see some of the, the content marketing insights that, that, that Google Search Console will give you. And if you connect Search Console, which is completely separate, you have to verify your domain with Search Console. You have to then reconnect it to your Google Analytics account. So make sure that you're reconnecting those. Now is a good time. If you don't have any of this set up to go ahead and get that set up. So then that way you can start fresh in this, you know, sort of, I guess, uh, current privacy world that we live in. I don't want to call it post-privacy because we really don't have any of that right now. Um, but you can at least be prepared for all of these different changes that are taking place. I, you know, a- Apple iPhones, for example, uh, late last year, whenever they launched the, they, they closed down access to third-party data. And now you get that pop-up whenever you download a new app that says, are you comfortable with this app tracking you You know, across other apps? And nine times out of 10, you're hitting, no, I don't want you to track me across multiple different apps and multiple different devices. So this is, wh- this is why all of these things are taking place is because of all of these, the death of the third-party cookie and how you have to 
prioritize collecting first-party data, which means the people that are coming to your site and you're collecting that sort of insight. So Google Search Console, G4. So you want to make sure you have both of those integrated. And then once you have both of those integrated and you have those set up, then the next step you want to take is simplifying the data that you're actually going to be looking at. So the way that I think about this is that I have a spreadsheet that I use and I measure it by quarter. So Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. And with Google Analytics in particular, I will take the key pages. So your homepage, um, your, it could be your book a demo page. It could be a book a meeting page. It could be an application page. All of these different pages. This is what you want to track. You want to track how many people are coming to the page or is it trending up or is it trending down? You also want to place an event or goal around the scroll depth. So the scroll depth, meaning at least 50%. So if folks are arriving on the page and then they're scrolling at least 50% all the way through, either all the way through or at least 50%, because then that can give you some insight into how your copy is on that page itself. Is it clear? Is it is it beneficial to the user? All of these questions you can be you can be answering if you start collecting this data from this lens. So scroll depth of at least 50% on a key landing page. Are your landing page visits, are they trending up or down on those key pages. I also really like Microsoft's Clarity tool. It's another one of those. If you're in the the business of upgrading your analytics and verifying your domain in Google Search Console, you might as well add Microsoft's Clarity tool as well. And one of the really cool things about Microsoft Clarity is that they have a product similar to the product called Hotjar. Hotjar is one of those heat mapping tools that you can see how visitors are scrolling on your site where certain parts of your website uh, are are more red than other parts of the site. So that's why they call it sort of like a heat map. So you can see when users arrive to your site, what kind of behaviors are they taking? And so you can see the heat map, which is similar to Hotjar, but it's free with Microsoft Clarity. So um, I would highly, highly recommend that part of it. But then there's also one extra part of Microsoft Clarity that I haven't seen really with any other analytics program, but it's called Rage Clicks. And you can monitor how people are arriving to your site. And then the areas of the site or on the landing page of where they're clicking that they think that the visitor thinks should be a link to another page. So this can kind of give you insight into, you know, if somebody is repeatedly clicking on a, a graphic or an element that you have on your site, then it could be a good situation for you to look at those rage clicks that are taking place. And if they're taking place in a significant way compared to, you know, other areas of that page, then that's a good indicator of where you need to add a link to more information. Either if you have that information already on your website or if it's one of those things where you got to create that information and then add that link to that particular part of the page. Uh, for example, I, I have a section on my website where I have three little boxes that are sort of explainers. And by using the Microsoft Clarity tool, I was able to see that people were clicking on those little boxes thinking that it was a link to another page. And that was the signal to me that I need to make content around those three little boxes. So the interested folks who want to read more that they're clicking on it and it's taking them to a new page instead of a rage click where they're just clicking a hundred times. And you know that you, you probably all have done it before, but 
how you're going to, to be creating content around those rage clicks. So that's another one. And then website forms. You want to also monitor. So this is, this is how I think about it. So your demo and your meeting forms that are on your website, if you don't have them, you need to add them as soon as possible. Make it easy for folks who are coming to your brand and coming to your website in order to book a meeting if they're interested. And so it's a, it's a no-brainer to me. These are probably one of the top tier pages that are on your site. It needs to be separate from a Contact Us because a Contact Us page is just a general inquiry reach out. Targeted landing pages that are built around the demo or are built around talking to somebody in sales, that is a huge plus and a huge missed opportunity that I see taking place on a lot of different freight websites. So having that book a meeting capability right on your website. And then you want to compare the amount of people that have submitted requests in order to book a demo or a meeting. And then what's that number compared to the goal that you're setting? And then how does that goal relate to or, or how does it compare to previous months? Is it trending up? Is it trending down? If it's trending down, there's probably some changes that you need to be making on those landing pages in order to tweak them a little bit because that's what kind of insight that you need to be looking at. The actions that people are taking, not only when they get to your site, but then once they actually fill out a form or if they don't fill out a form or if they don't follow you on social media, all of these different things that you can be optimizing the visitor journey for because you're doing, you're likely doing all of this hard work by talking to different customers, talking to prospects, you know, sharing awareness on social media about your brand. And when they arrive to your site, you want to make sure that that pathway to conversion is as simple as possible. You're not you know, having a lot of incidents where there's rage clicks. And then you're also making sure that that, that pathway is very, very smooth for that potential prospect to become a potential customer. Also, I've preached about this plenty of times before on previous shows, but adding all of your forms on your site, adding a required field, uh, a free text field that says, how did you hear about us? You don't want to drop down because you don't want to suggest different topics um, or, or different traffic sources such as LinkedIn or TikTok or, or Instagram or any of these other platforms, maybe we're a referral. You don't want to hint towards it. You want it to be a free text required field because that's where you get the really crispy stuff, the really juicy insights of how your marketing is really working. Attribution reports and attribution software, analytics software will tell you one thing, but the visitors that come to your site will give you much more, you know, sort of targeted information. You know, I, you know, XYZ told me at, you know, this truck stop that, that you were a good company to work for, or, you know, I had, you know, successful relationship with this person and they referred me to your, your brokerage. It's all of these different things that you're getting those kind of insights from the form. So add, how did you hear about us? It's simple, it's free, and it's one of the best things that you can do to add, you know, greater insight to your marketing mix because knowing all of those things, knowing how your homepage and your key pages are trending up or trending down, how those resulting in forms being filled out, and then the ultimate result of how did you hear about us? All of those different decision-making points can really help you as far as where you're going to spend your time and your budget and your energy when it comes to the rest of your marketing. I, I cannot recommend those three different things enough and making sure that you have the analytics set up properly so that you're collecting that data and then honing in on what data is the most important that you could actually take action from. And it's those things. So then separately from this, what I also wanted to mention is if you're already creating content online, I've mentioned Google Console or Google Search Console already. It is hands down 
one of the best ways to find out you know, who is seeing your website on search, if they're clicking through or if they're not. There are certain phrases, certain pages on your site that could be getting thousands and thousands of impressions, but they have a low click-through rate. That is 100% an easy win, low-hanging fruit in order to take advantage of that different insight. And then also, lastly, I do want to mention that um, as far as like social media analytics, because that deserves just a, a show in and of itself. But one tool that I did want to mention mentioned that has kind of changed my life when it comes to LinkedIn is Shield Analytics. Shield Analytics gives you personal account uh, insight into what's performing well and what isn't performing well. If you're looking at a, a screenshot that's on the screen right now, there's a list of... I've already signed up for Shield Analytics. They're not paying me to say this. I actually pay them for this software. But it lets me know all of the different posts that are the most impactful on my personal LinkedIn. It makes a huge difference because the majority of analytics tools that are out here, they only monitor the business page from LinkedIn. They don't monitor the personal page. And the personal page is where you often have the most bang for your buck. You have the the greatest organic reach when it comes to your personal accounts and your personal LinkedIn page, not so much with your business page. So a lot of those analytics tools will tell you about your business page, but Shield Analytics will tell you about your personal page. That's the only thing that they do is your personal page uh, LinkedIn. It's very affordable. I think it's like 200 bucks for the entire year. So if that can help you make more you know, educated decisions on what kind of content is working well on your personal LinkedIn, then that's going to just continue driving home that ship of creating greater brand awareness, having those visitors arrive to your site, collecting that insight, or that first party data on how they're interacting with your brand, and then ultimately, hopefully filling out a form and telling you exactly how they heard about you, whether it was podcast, maybe you as an interview on Freight Waves, or maybe it was a variety of different things. But that those are the pathways to make analytics actionable. We don't want to overwhelm ourselves with too much data, but knowing how things are trending up or down on our key pages, and then ultimately how that traffic is converting or not converting into folks that are actually filling out a form on the website will have you light years ahead and in order to make those decisions, those next step decisions on what you need to add to your website, to add to your social media marketing mix and all that good stuff. So... I know it's probably a lot of information, but it's one of those things where you you really need to get a hold of it as soon as possible. And if that Google Analytics 4 deadline is is uh, any indicator, you have less than a year in order to get this set up. So the sooner you can start collecting that first party data, the better. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. And if you did like it, I would love if you could rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify. It'll take you like two minutes of your time, but it helps a ton for a creator like me to be able to show that review like a badge of honor. And it also helps the show get discovered by others. If you'd like to see more of my work, head on over to digitaldispatch.io. I've got some new content collections under the resources tab for folks who are freight brokers, truckers, carriers, freight agents, and also a best of collection for how to fix your website and how to fix your marketing. It's all completely free. And again, that tab is under resources over on the digitaldispatch.io website. The website also includes some links to our social media accounts along with my products and services in case any of that is of interest to you. Once again, my name is Blythe Bremley and I thank you for sharing your attention with me today. Until next time, have a magical day.